that's weird. That's fucking weird. We should probably talk about it. There's a mystery here. <laughs> and now for your scheduled programming. <laughs> now for your scheduled programming. You're listening to That's Weird, a podcast about weird shit. That was beautiful. You're welcome. <laughs> I love I love this wholesome, very like light listening. It's like a little light radio. I, I'm That's my it. NPR voice. You nailed it. Yes. I love it, man. What is that? I love the thing where people, there. there's like a what's your NPR name? Oh, yeah. Oh, hey. yes, Christy. It was, it involved the last name of like your favorite, fuck, I don't remember. Oh, uh, it's so take good. Take the first letter of your middle name, insert it anywhere you'd like in your first name, and then your last name is the smallest foreign town you've ever visited. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That one is on NPR. <laughs> One I saw, everyone was doing like, it was like famous singers or something. So your last name was. Yeah, there's definitely a better. Or maybe your first name. It was like Bowie. It was like um, Garfunkel. It was that kind of stuff, you know, like a classic rock almost. Anyway, I don't know what mine would be. Yeah, there's a there's a mutation of the rules, apparently. Apparently. You can apparently. do whatever. But I, I do love that shit. Yeah, me too. I love it. Anything that's like, what? If you'd take, you know, the the day you were born and the first letter of your first name and like, what do you get? <laughs> there was one where it's like, get your tarot name and mine was Empress of Infinite Darkness. Oh my God. Yours was so good. Mine was not as good. <laughs> I still have it as my pinned tweet. <laughs> <laughs> two years later, two years. Big fan. Oh my God. Anyway. That's amazing. Hello, Christy. Hello. Uh, this is episode 99 of our podcast. Oh my goodness. We are really cutting it close. God, the stakes are high. I know. You know? The stakes are high. The end is nigh. <laughs> oh. Tell that to our world leaders, Ashley. Oh, Please. I'm trying. I am trying. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that, uh, thank you so much to everyone for all the really nice comments and messages and emails and tweets. People have been very kind to us. Oh my God. People have been saying the nicest shit. It's like, <laughs> like I can't think of anything, but it's been nice. <laughs> I got to quit more things, you know? Yeah. Just to get some nice things told to me. That's that's what I'm always saying. That's how I'm I go through pick life. Pick up a hobby and then announce that I'm quitting it immediately, and see what people have to say about that. Probably nothing. <laughs> you you know who came out of the woodwork? Uh, good old Diamond St. Clair, aka is that his name's actually David, but um, he left us a review a long time ago with the name Diamond St. Clair, and it was like our first really really good review. Oh, amazing! And yeah, he came out of the wood woodwork, sent us an email. Very sweet. People are wonderful. Oh, we got some real sweet messages from so many people. Yeah. Actually, I take that back. Weirdos are wonderful. Most people are mm -hmm. garbage, as you know. Well, yes. Accurate. <sighs> but not our weirdos. They're wonderful. Not the people who, not the people who like us. Those people are fine. <laughs> it's almost like we're biased. Everybody or else, fuck them. <laughs> I, yes, 100 fucking percent. Which, you know, that's probably healthy, right? Not at all. <laughs> Well, are you ready to get started with our little episode here? Oh, I do have something to read you, though. Oh, my God. I cannot wait. Uh, nice little review from Ghost Guy Richie, it says. 
What a name. I love the name. So cute. They say, so good. Absolutely enjoyable. Every time I tune in, it's like meeting up with friends at a slumber party talking all things paranormal and mysterious. It's very awesome research into true phenomena delivered in a very relatable format. Five stars. (laughs) Aw, I love it. Very sweet. You guys are the best. I love them. Thank you, Ghost Guy Richie. Mm -hmm. Very nice of you to say that we do research. We do not. (laughs) It's so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes. Um, Okay. Well, that's the review. I don't have any like updates or anything other than this is our second to last episode. We really are ending the podcast at the end of this month. And that's it. That's it. I, um, I started making videos. They're dumb. You don't have to like them, but you can like them if you want to. <laughs> Where can That's they find, my pitch. Where can they find your videos, Christy? Uh, uh, either on YouTube or my Instagram page. Which is? <laughs> Christy Brannon. There you go. Either one. <laughs> Just my whole name. Just type it in. Because I'm old, uh, so I got access to that shit before I had to be have it be like my name and then like whatever my birth date is in 1990 something because I'm a baby because it's <laughs> not born in 1990 anything oh my god <clears throat> I'm always so jealous of people that have that could have and do have just their fucking name oh yeah it's but the best I was never going to be the first to get Ashley Smith there are too many of us oh that's true yeah that's fine whatever anyway yeah 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 <laughs> whatever Whatever. Let's talk about weird shit. Please. I'm I'm okay. in the mood for some vocal fried garbage. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Great, because that's all you're going to get. Exactly. Uh, all right. So <clears throat> my topic. This one, I did this one because you hear about it all the time. It is like a classic weird conspiracy thing. And I had no idea what even happened so <laughs> okay i think we gotta cover it um i'm talking of course about the Lindbergh baby oh. aka the Lindbergh baby kidnapping aka the Lindbergh baby kidnapping hoax hoax question mark hoax question mark oh my goodness i would never have thought you would pick this i'm very excited well i i don't understand children. However, <laughs> I had to pick this. Okay, so first of all, when we talk about Lindbergh, it is the Lindbergh. It's Charles Lindbergh's kid. The guy who in 1927 was the first person to fly solo across the Atlantic. That guy. That guy. He's fucking famous and also rich. How do you think he got access to a plane in 1927? <laughs> that shit ain't cheap. That shit ain't cheap. Uh, so in um, in 1927, he becomes famous. He like flies a plane and everyone's like, wow, we can fly. Uh, in 1932, he's got a baby. Uh, on March 1st, his baby, which is this like cutie pie little baby with blonde curly hair, uh, went missing from his crib. Yikes, a doodle dandy. He gets kidnapped. He gets kidnapped from the second floor of his room, uh, of his house, I guess. And um, I'm just going to go through the play-by-play of what happened. So it's March 1st, 1932. Uh, According to Wikipedia, it says he was found missing at 7.30. 
But other things have a little bit of a discrepancy saying like um, Charles Lindbergh was supposed to be a speaker at some kind of a shindig and uh, came home early instead and they found the baby was missing around 10 p.m. Um, and that discrepancy matters, uh, but not right now. So let's just go with what Wikipedia says because that's always the the main truth. Of course. Um, of course, that is the authority. At 7.30 p.m., <laughs> basically what happens is um, Charles's wife, Anne, comes out of the, the bathtub uh, and he and the maid are both like, oh shit, the baby's not with you. Uh, and then they call the police and like search the grounds and they find a ransom note instead of the baby uh, and a outside there's a... Um, pieces of like a handcrafted ladder I don't know how they knew it was a handcrafted ladder uh but pieces of a ladder that someone built and a baby blanket yeah it is a little weird huh um (laughs) to build your own ladder that's creepy made out of what ew I'm imagining bones I know but I imagined bones (laughs) definitely bones it was bones (laughs) it was a ladder made of bones a cryptid stole the baby he didn't even give a shit that Lindbergh was famous. He had no idea. A cryptid. Um, okay. So anyway, they find uh, the ransom note poorly written. It basically says, like, give me a bunch of money and I'll give you your baby back. No police. Um, Hashtag and no police. No police. <laughs> <laughs> no police. So, of course, they call the police and they're there within 20 minutes. They're searching for the baby and then they read the ransom note. They're like, ah, fuck. Uh, and this fucking blew up. Like, he's fa- this man is famous and it's the 30s. Nobody has shit to do. So, <laughs> like, there's people, there's just well-meaning idiots that mean nothing to no one and, like, famous people just trampling the grounds, destroying any footprint evidence that might have been there looking for the baby. What? They, like, came to the house to help and were just, A like, ruining the crime scene? A bunch of people just came scene. to, like, look, like, to help search, I guess. And, like, Al Capone offered to help in exchange for being freed from prison because there were were suspicions maybe that like the baby kidnapping was linked to organized crime for some reason what? uh herbert hoover herbert hoover was alerted of this crime and uh afterwards the fbi was authorized to investigate and also the u.s coast guard immigration services and for some reason u.s customs were alerted as well that their services may be needed to help find this a singular baby that's a vib a very important baby (laughs) it is it is uh so like at some point they they got like seven uh ransom notes in total i think they just kept getting ransom notes seven ransom notes is unnecessary that seems like a real desperate kidnapper or something it was just so famous and like they just kept getting ransom notes mailed to them that was like actually can I have more money than that actually so they got a final one that was like okay so first of all $75,000 in reward money was offered to return the baby. They got like $25,000 from whatever government services. And then also the Lindberghs themselves put up $50,000. In today money, that's like $1.5 million. Holy shit. And this is during the Depression. Ooh, wow. 
you know, 1932, like, fuck, dude, uh, that would mean a lot to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, March 4th, they got another ransom letter that had raised the ransom price to $70,000 and hilariously says no police. <laughs> like, I just think that's so funny. No police, Christy. It's the Lindbergh baby. And at the time of the Lindbergh baby kidnapping, it was still the fucking Lindbergh baby kidnapping. It's like the crime of the century. And they're like, no police, man. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, what What would... What could you ever hope? Like, if, I don't know. Uh, but they gave detailed instructions on how to make the exchange. Involving like a specialty box and like shit like that. Uh, Okay. At this time, first of all, this baby's kidnapped in New Jersey, but now stuff is getting involved in like Brooklyn and the Bronx and stuff because of the way that it's been mailed. So there's, they're like, oh, maybe this crossed state lines. Oh. Fun fact the reason why kidnapping across state lines is a federal crime is this case they were like it's kind of a state issue uh i don't know we we can't really help you there but it is a cute baby uh and a famous baby so more importantly let's change all of our laws because he he's crossed state boundaries we can now involve the fbi and like customs i don't know wow so this is why this is why uh, kidnapping someone and crossing state lines is a federal crime, and also probably why we even know that it's a federal crime. That's why you know, because I feel like that's common knowledge. Yeah, and when you think about it, there's no reason for it to be common knowledge. There are a lot of legit <laughs> laws in the United States so we don't that have I have any no fucking, idea yeah, we don't what they know. are. <laughs> Well, those, I like, if you watch, like, Criminal Minds or if you watch, like, Law & Order SVU, then you've you've heard that shit. You know what? Even if you haven't, because I don't really watch those things that often. That often? And I still, like, knew. Anyway, uh, so they get this ransom note. At, at this time, we bring in a character named John Condon. Or Con- Con- Condon? I don't know how to say his last name. Probably Condon. That sounds it's right. It's spelled like... It's spelled like condom, with, but with an N, oh, no. uh, which I'm sure that he loved growing up as a child. Uh, <laughs> uh. He was, quote unquote, a Bronx personality and retired school teacher. Uh, the way he got involved was he got he like offered a thousand dollars to um, to have this guy, whoever kidnapped it, just leave it with a Catholic priest or something. And uh, so Lindbergh, Charles Lindbergh, who was very involved in the case, by the way, uh, just was like, yeah, I trust this guy. So he made him this like intermediary. Uh, So eventually John managed to deliver $50,000 in ransom money, which was accepted. And the ransomer told him that the baby was with some like innocent women like they just dropped the baby off with some ladies somewhere uh the baby was never returned of course of course um however the ransom money was how they found the kidnapper because here's a cool fact uh during that time in the united states we used to be on the gold standard so all of the money was corresponding to an actual amount of gold that we had in our federal reserves 
Whoa, you have so many fun facts for this one. Oh, yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> it turned out to be a good one, but it's like a good history one. All right, this is actually very clever. Um, so at the time, like, they're like, you know what? It's the Great Depression. We need more money than this. We don't have enough gold to back our money, and there's too many people. I don't know. So they switched over from the gold standard to the silver standard. Currently, I'm pretty sure it's Monopoly money. I don't really know. Uh, <laughs> 100% accurate. But at, at the time, they were switching from gold standard to silver. Um, and so they put in these note, these bank notes that were backed by the gold standard notes, basically. They put some of those in with the ransom money, and knowing that very soon they were going to be pulled from circulation. So anyone who bought anything with those or anyone who turned them in in exchange for valid money was going to get they were they were going to get recognized basically and caught wow. as oh you're the guy that took the ransom money then cuz this is what we put in the ransom money. <laughs> what a dumb dumb. Yeah, which is I think that's very smart and very cool and it's also like very it's fun cuz like we can't do that now. It's fun. It's it's a fun fact. It's a really fun fact. We can't do that now. We're not transitioning to any other standard. It's true. I think now they can like. Now we have actual technology and it's yeah. not the 30s. Yeah. Uh, but you know. But for the 30s, that's impressive. That's pretty cool, huh? <laughs> uh, huh, kids? So, did you like that? Huh, kids? You like it? In uh, In September 1934... They finally found someone who exchanged the gold notes from the ransom and they tracked it down and they tracked it down to being a German immigrant and farmer named Richard Hauptmann, uh, who has said he was innocent until the very end. And his wife has till she till the day she died was like campaigning for an appeal or like to get it. I don't know what what they do when they forgive you of your crime because it turned out you didn't do it. But anyway, <laughs> uh, he was captured and they were like, look at all this evidence. Like you're a carpenter and somebody made this wooden ladder and you're German and this has very poor handwriting and you had the banknotes. <laughs> so... <laughs> They tried him. They sentenced him to death. He died by the electric chair, which I feel is a very 1930s way to die. Wow. For some reason. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Yikes. And that's that's it. That is what happened. And the alternative theories are... Uh, so, in 1932, in May, they found the baby's body by the side of the street. Um very close to the house, like just somewhere like on a road nearby the house where he got kidnapped basically. What? Um, yeah. Uh, and so uh, they began to su suspect that maybe someone close to the family had something to do with it. Um, really, really sadly. And I feel like we talk about this sometimes like so fucked up. The, one of the suspects was, a servant, a house servant named Violet Sharp, um, because like they questioned her like four times at least. And every time she was kind of like her story sort of wavered, but she had an alibi. And so like they started questioning her in June and by June 10th, she killed herself by ingesting a uh, silver polish that contained potassium cyanide. 
After which they confirmed her alibi. Oh my God. And found out that she didn't do anything wrong. It was just basically the fact that she was being intensely questioned by police over this high profile and extremely terrible case and she might lose her job. So she was like, fuck it. I'm just going to kill myself. Oh no. Oh honey. Right. Yikes. Uh, so fuck the police. Uh, <laughs> in closing. In closing. In this essay, I will. <laughs> in conclusion. I'd like to start by saying all cops are bastards. In this essay, I will. <laughs> Um, okay, so also there's a theory that maybe Lindbergh accidentally killed the baby himself, um, or that he did it on purpose, even. Um, oh, shit. The two things cited say being that, like, he was, like, a well-known, like, prankster, and apparently, like, a lot of his pranks were, like, really mean ones, uh, and he, after his kid died never pranked anyone a day in his life again and uh the fact that the widow of the guy who got captured and put to death over it just constantly said that he was innocent and the fact that it was 1930 something so you know forensic science was bad um and also charles Lindbergh had like a lot of pull uh so he was very involved in the case on the other hand, I will say if you had a kid and your kid died, wouldn't you be as involved in the case as you possibly could? And wouldn't that change you forever? And wouldn't that change you forever and maybe make you not as fun-loving and pranking people? Uh, <laughs> who knows? Like, he, he could just have functioning depression because his kid got kidnapped because of how famous he was and then died. But, you know... The dude loves to prank. Maybe he did it. <laughs> Maybe he pranked the wrong person. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the thing is, uh, people say, like, maybe the baby died as a result of a prank that he did or something. What kind of um, prank would that be? Who's he pranking? I don't know. The wife? Well, I don't know. The baby? I, yeah, maybe he, like, threw the baby in the air and what? pretended not to catch it in front of the wife to freak her out, but then he didn't catch the baby. I don't know. I also don't understand kids, so or I don't pranks. know what's going to kill them. <laughs> Which is why anything. I try not to touch them, because I don't know if I poke them too hard, are they going to collapse? Like, you know? Yeah, probably. They're very probably. fragile. I don't know, dude. Uh, but or the other thing is like um, people have also pointed out that like the baby like f for for news purposes and the way that it was presented is like, look at this like adorable, charming baby that had everything to live for and like, you know, whatever. And like true. Uh, but also like apparently the baby was not that healthy and he had like rickets and like some kind of thing going on with its feet that were not like perfectly deformed perfectly formed or something and like maybe his head was too big or something like that what so uh some people say like maybe Lindbergh was frustrated with him and killed him or just killed him because was like mm, you're not perfect fuck you like as if he lived in Sparta I don't know <laughs> I mean that's some like rich white people shit I would believe it that. is some rich white people shit that's true <clears throat> and then he just got away with it and, and pinned it on a immigrant. So, sure, why not? Yikes. Yeah. Um, also, speaking of um, pinning it on an immigrant, 
I found this old newsreel video about the Lindbergh kidnapping and the guy who got caught and all that kind of stuff. And like, I kind of, I'm, I'm going to admit to you right now, I zoned out a little bit while watching it. Cause I was like, yeah, yeah. Okay. I read this in Wikipedia. And then <laughs> the announcer said something about the, the, the person who, the guy who wanted the money wanted to use it to like support quote unquote immigrants who come to this country and break our laws and I was like what the fuck what what like this guy was just like getting money to support immigrants but also all immigrants are ta- like are breaking our laws or something like I don't know what it was trying to say there but I was like what Donald Trump bullshit is this <laughs> 1930s newsreel trying to tell me what Trump fuckery is this <laughs> right where did that guy come from Germany Germany yeah huh okay Very- but who not like I don't know what kind of Germany he came from you know like at the time like let's just keep in mind at the time like a lot of German immigrants were not blonde white people a lot of immigrants from Germany were like Jewish people running for their lives so true 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 I I know nothing about this guy uh because again we don't research shit um but you know uh we're here for a good time not a well-researched time yeah, so so you know, but uh, just as a an aside to that, like I don't know what that was trying to say about it, but that is sort of like an element in this where it's like, did he really just pin it on a poor immigrant guy, and then they turned it back on them and said that he was trying to like do bad things by supporting immigrants with money they desperately needed during the like. Now I'm kind of for it. Like I think that. <laughs> Who needed money? More rich people's kids should have been kidnapped. Like, who knows? We could be socialists now. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> anyway. I have a lot of questions, Christy. I have so many questions about that. Um, but, you know, uh, I could see it either way because um, on the one hand, it is very uh, Jean Benet Ramsey, if you will, to oh. possibly murder your child and then do a cover up. Uh, as a rich white person and get away with it. However, uh, I think when your kid gets kidnapped and murdered, that's going to kind of fuck you up and you're going to stop acting normal and be as involved as you possibly can. So I don't know. So you don't, you, do you have a strong opinion either way then of, of what happened to that baby? Not really. However, there's another there's another thing that makes it such a high profile conspiracy that I I just have to mention. Okay. Other people say it was a hoax entirely. What? <laughs> or that part of the reason why we have like different memories of it is that it's a big part of the Mandela effect. Oh fuck. Right? Um cuz so and honestly, like, I do remember this. There are people remembering that the Lindbergh baby was never found in any capacity and that people years and years later showed up claiming to be the Lindbergh baby. That's what I remember. 
I I remembered when you started, I was like, oh, right. It's a mystery. They never found that baby. And then you yeah. said they did find the baby. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then it's like, well, they found the baby like a couple months later. Um, yeah. So that's the thing. Also, I do want to point out that in my notes, I planned on linking an article about like a 70 year old man in, two, in the 2000s that claimed to be the Lindbergh baby. But when I opened that link, nothing was there. Like it was a blank page? It was a blank page. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, so so I don't know. I I the jury is out. I don't trust rich people, so he probably <laughs> did kill his own kid. No. But I also have no idea what was going on, and I kinda wanna give that guy the benefit of the doubt because it's pretty shitty to say that someone murdered their own kid when right. you have no evidence of it and you've just wikipedia it for a half hour. So, Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> um, however, I want to end this story with a Reddit comment that I found regarding the Mandela effect on the Lindbergh baby. Because um, it's a trip. And also, okay, so for reference, this, um, this comment was made three years ago. Um, so that makes it like January ish of 2017, 2017. Okay. Chris, Christie. <laughs> Sorry. Listen, continue. I, I'm a comedian cause I can't do math. I would be a scientist otherwise. Maybe <laughs> who knows? Um, okay. So here's what the, here's what the person says. They said, I have seen three versions of this play out. In my original timeline, the baby was never found, period. People claimed they were the Lindbergh baby because they never found it and the crime went unsolved. That's us. That's what we said. Then, for a period of time around November to Christmas of last year, that makes it 2016, uh, the tail end of the Fruit Loops flip-flop is what they say. The Fruit Loops flip-flop, by the way, is... Um, some people say they've spelled Fruit Loops, the correct spelling of Fruit Loops all the time. And some people say it's spelled F-R-O-O-T. And there around that time, apparently, was a flip-flop of whether or not that was true. So there were people in the world one way. I don't remember which direction it was, but there were people in the world walking around being like Fruit Loops spelled F-R-R. F-R-O-O-T. I remember it being spelled F-R-U-I-T. That's crazy. Mandela effect. And then November to Christmas of 2016, people were like, wait, what the fuck? It is spelled F-R-U-I-T. I thought that I had remembered that wrong. It flip-flopped on me. Um, and I'm pointing out the date of this mainly because I think it's very interesting personally um, with the idea that the Mandela effect is involved, uh, with like alternate universes come like collapsing into each other to form one timeline. Um, I find it very interesting that this November to Christmas of 2016 era is when a lot of things were going haywire and flipping details when like Donald Trump got elected. I don't know. That's some crazy ass shit. I sound so crazy right now. Okay. 
<laughs> During the Fruit Loops flip-flop, November to Christmas of 2016, the child was found alive. The culprit was tried and found guilty, and the baby, in this version of events, a girl, lived into adulthood. Her picture, as both a young girl and an elderly woman, were available on the internet. The culprit was a man named Isidore Fisch, who had been extradited from Germany after escaping. Which, honestly, I think this guy just has confused that, like, um, that uh, terrible serial killer whose last name was Fish. Oh, yeah. Albert Fish? Is that what it is? Yeah. Albert. I think this guy has that confused. But this is the thing. Or maybe this is that guy in this timeline. I don't know. His accomplices were rumored to be a woman named Violet who killed herself during the investigation and the child's nanny who got off after acting insane or having a nervous breakdown during the investigation. Another unnamed man known only by the presumed alias Jaffsey was believed to have done the actual kidnapping using a ladder to access the window the nanny left unlocked. Side note, that was the alias used by the guy who actually received the um, payment from John, what's his name, in, if you believe it, this timeline's correct order of events. Why? So that's not totally wrong. Um, so somebody named Jaffsey was believed to do the actual kidnapping, and he was never fully identified or caught, and the feds believed that a German organized crime group was involved, which... All of that is just bonkers. Yeah, it all seems like a little bit of it, like, little details go across the whole story, but but then they're, like, changed rapidly depending on which timeline you're talking mm-hmm. about. Follow-up. This person says, around February or so, this changed for me to reflect its current status, which is our current status right now. Male baby found dead, culprit apprehended, and listed as Richard Hopman. What the fuck? I never remember the middle one where the baby re- returned and and survived and like grew up. I've never heard that. I kind of feel like I I thought the limber baby was a girl, but I also think that maybe that's just because it was like a sweet little baby with blonde hair, and you can't tell the gender of a baby. It's a baby, right? So right. I was just like, oh look, a blonde baby in a dress. It's a girl. Christy, I don't know what the fuck. You just said. I know. but I don't either, to be honest with you. But I'm done now. <laughs> <laughs> I actually read something recently about that, too, about the Mandela effect being different timelines or different realities. And at some point, they all kind of got fused together. And that's why everyone remembers different things. Like, there's a whole, like, theory. This is my favorite. We talked, actually... If you go back like three years, we talked about this on our episode of the Mandela Effect. It is my favorite explanation that timelines and or alternate universes, however you want to think of it, are collapsing into each other occasionally. And naturally, if a version of you in the timeline that got collapsed into was dead or non-existent, then you took their place and you remember your old timeline as it was. And how freaky is that shit? Mm-hmm. I love it. So is that when you, I don't remember, but did you talk about also that being a part of the simulation? Like these realities are a simulation or they are now and sometimes the tracks just kind of slip 
And that's why I, th- I don't know. Oh my God, what? That's the theory I was reading about that it was like, here is literal <gasps> proof. <laughs> we're, a simu- we're in a simulation. Yeah, that, like, so it's kind of like, I think you talked about simulation we did, on another we episode. We did talk about a simulation on a different one. So if you mix Mandela Effect with the fact that we're living in a simulation at this point, and you put those together. That's what this theory was that I was reading about. I totally forgot the name of it, of course. Um, I was looking into it to maybe do for one of our final episodes. And I was like, this is some Christie shit. And then I went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, but that is real trippy. Oh, my God. Yeah, I got to go back to the one uh, about us living in a simulation because if we, well, I think we've talked about it too much now, but maybe I'll just talk into the microphone like a crazy person about the fact that we live in a simulation, like as a, as a bonus episode for our patrons or something. Yeah. Christy, why don't you become like a conspiracy theory comedian? Oh my God. <laughs> uh, because the other ones are all white men that won't accept me. That's why. You'll, you'll do it solo and you'll, that's I'll how you'll succeed. Solo. Yeah. Listen. 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 (laughs) Okay. I don't think I can yell loud enough to be a conspiracy theory comedian. That's my real issue. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So that's it. That's the whole thing. I just had no idea about any of it. Hey. But here we are. That's usually what happens at the end of these stories. (laughs) True. True. We learn so much um i'm gonna tell you about something you you really don't need to learn uh it's pretty ridiculous ashley i swear to god if animals are dying in this one look there's no animal well we'll get to it later we'll get to it later (laughs) yes No, I'm going to tell you about um, a local urban legend here in Washington State called Mel's Hole. Oh. Which is both a fantastic and grossly weird name. Yes, it is. And shout out to Jordan Horton in our Facebook group who reminded me about this. I was like, yep, I'll do that. We've never done it. Got to cover it. Why? I don't know. <laughs> this one is an Ashley one for sure. It's just a hole in the ground. Who doesn't want to hear about that? Um, <laughs> Christy, are you familiar with Coast to Coast AM, that like late night paranormal radio show? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been on forever. It's like yeah. very famous. Um, And it was famously hosted by Art Bell and then George Nori. And now my boy George Knapp is on there sometimes, too. Like... If you, don't know oh who, if you don't know who George Knapp is, and he's not my boy in any way, he was just a newscaster that I grew up watching in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> so proud of him, you know? Uh, so anyway, in the Art Bell days of the show, specifically on February 21st, 1997, someone named Mel Waters called into the program to talk about a very strange hole on his property near Ellensburg, Washington. Also, I just mentioned Las Vegas, and I'm getting, like, a spam call from Las Vegas. It happened, like, (laughs) simultaneously. They're always listening. Wow. Um, So, apparently, the hole was completely bottomless with an infinite depth and, bonus, magical powers. 
Magical powers. That's right, Christy. Magical. What powers. kind of magical powers? I'll tell you. Learn? Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> so Mel said that he actually tried to measure the depth of this hole with fishing line and claimed that it was over eighty thousand feet deep. Which I don't even know how you can measure something that long. Like, do we have? Is that possible? Can you measure something? Eighty thousand feet. Right. How many feet is a mile? <laughs> don't don't start this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's, that's a lot of fishing line. Oh yeah. Okay. How many feet? Oh fuck. Where's Google? Okay. Oh, Google. that's a lot. That's a lot of miles. How many miles? Okay. A mile is 5,280 feet. Okay. So. Okay. 15 miles. Yeah. That doesn't seem like Okay. That that's much. less miles than I thought. That doesn't seem like that, but still that's a lot of fishing line. It's a lot of fishing line. Okay. Back to the magical powers. <laughs> <laughs> We're like hung up on this, but there's magical powers afoot. There's magical powers, and that's what we need to know about immediately. Yes, that's what makes it real weird, because they were mm-hmm. kind of paranormal in nature, as they usual, as they usually are. And Mel claimed that the hole could bring animals back from the dead. <laughs> so, okay, so that's where the dead animals come in, but they're coming back from the dead, Christy. They're not staying dead. Right. That's good. The opposite of what you normally talk about. <laughs> Correct. Um, and so I guess this this was proven at some point when a hunter, question mark, put his dead dog in the hole, question mark, and then saw the same dog shortly after. Like what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> some fucking pet cemetery shit, but hopefully not as scary. What kind of person is just like, you got an 80,000 foot hole right there? Uh, listen, my dog just died, and I just... <laughs> you using that hole for anything, or can I throw my dog in it? <laughs> Why is this person Southern? I promised the kids I'd bury it, but I do not want to dig a hole in my backyard. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, boy. Why? Okay, Why? moving on. Just F- The dog is alive again. The dog is alive again, also. Through trial and error, we have discovered. <laughs> and if you've got a dog alive or dead don't throw it in a hole especially if it's alive please oh my god that's a psa i'm just yes yeah absolutely don't (laughs) dogs do not belong in holes absolutely not correct Uh, i don't know why we have to say this apparently um and i guess mel's dogs were particularly scared of this hole but they remained alive which again is good So another weird thing about this hole was that it had no echo. Like if you shouted into it, you wouldn't hear an echo back like you would with pretty much any other hole, I guess. I haven't shouted into a lot of holes, but that makes sense to me. So we should be podcasting in this hole. Christy, no, we're not going to Mel's hole. And if if a radio... (laughs) But what if... (laughs) Episode 100. Live perfect from Mel's Hole. <laughs> Please, no. Um, we can't because it, no one knows where it is. Oh, gosh. It's a goddamn mystery. Uh, and I guess if a radio got too close to it, and I wonder if this would happen with cell phones now. You know how, like, if you used to, if you got a cell phone too close to a computer, it used to make that weird noise? Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yep, I, I do. I do. I guess. I do. Like if a radio got too close to the hole, it would do that, or it would pick up, which is creepy, old-fashioned music, um, or the like strange voices would come out of it. 
Oh my. Which kind of reminds me of the Estes method. Like if, if you may have recently watched Hellier, you would be familiar with the Estes method, but, um, yeah, it's just very spoopy vibes. Much spoop. Much spoop. So that was the story in 1997 during Mel's first conversation with Art Bell on the show. And he came back a couple more times after that because people were really into this story. They wanted to know more. They wanted to find the hole. Of course, people are freaks. Um, but mm-hmm. the more Mel came on the show, the weirder his stories got. Like, we're talking batshit. Too weird. Too weird for my oh blood, my. even. <gasps> <laughs> So sometime after his first appearance, Mel went out to do an experiment on the whole, as you do, and some official looking dudes showed up out of nowhere and told him the area had been closed off because of a plane qua- of a plane crash? Question mark. A, pla- a plane crash. A plane crash. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> a plane crash. <laughs> Leave me alone. Oh no. Leave me alone. <laughs> I am I am the Lindbergh baby. <laughs> Was it Limburg? <laughs> the Limburg baby is trying to tell you about oh. a hole. Okay. Okay. Fair. Actually, if well, see, in my timeline, they never found the Limburg baby. In my timeline, the baby could have been in the hole. Well, I just told you about the fact that they they did. So in your timeline now. Correct. My new but timeline. You're right. The baby could have been in the hole. Mine, mine too. I didn't think they found him. Right. What the fuck? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, There's a plane crash. Yeah, apparently there was a, a plane crash. I, I'm just throwing out question marks everywhere because whatever. Um, and they refused to let Mel anywhere near his hole. He was obviously very upset about this. And I guess <laughs> the government, it said the government like bought his land from him. But if he's so mad about it, like why did he sell it to them? I don't know if they just like took it from him or if none of this happened. That's always an option. Um, <laughs> fair. <laughs> fair enough. Also fair. But Mel claims that they, they bought his land and the whole property whatever from him and then they relocated him to australia they kicked him not out of washington they fucking sent him out of the country oh my god um so yeah they made that dude disappear and honestly i'm a little like kind of jealous i wish the government would buy my land so that i could move to australia (laughs) right that sounds great that's a that's a retirement plan mel that sounds like a great option bro just kidding i don't have any land um so (laughs) <laughs> Mel lived in Australia for a couple of years. Um, and this is where it starts to get batshit. He decides he wants to return to the U.S. and check on his weird ass hole. And <laughs> when he landed back in the States. <laughs> He's just, I Listen, I got to. This is the first time anyone's ever said I got to go back to the U.S. to get my hole checked out. Because <laughs> usually, usually they want to go to Australia. So they don't have to pay. Exactly. Go anywhere other than here to go get anywhere your else. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. It's that okay. was that was like a a butt slash healthcare joke. Hey, humans have lots of holes, and you should be getting them checked out. Just just not in the U.S. PSA: Don't put your dog in any hole. <laughs> that inc- and get yours checked out. And when I said that, I included body holes. Don't put your dog in any oh, hole. I mean, 100 percent. First and foremost. Good God. We have to end this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) The U.S. government is buying our tickets to Australia right now. Oh, fuck. That's such a better explanation for what's happening. Like, they've (laughs) they've bought this podcast. They're taking control of it. They're taking it over. And relocating us. We hit a nerve. We got too close to true true facts. Yeah. Fuck. And now we're going to Australia. 
Wouldn't it be, maybe I'll edit it so that it just cuts off abruptly here and no one ever hears the end of this episode. And then there isn't an episode 100 and we just disappear off the face of the earth. And suddenly we have pictures from Australia. We're at, we're down there fighting fires, mm-hmm. rescuing koalas. I'm into it. Let's do it. Look at us. We're so precious. That reminds me, our good bud Slops reached out about us ending the podcast. He's down in Australia. We worry about him. He said he's fine. He's not near the fires. Just a little FYI. Aww. Yeah. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, hey, where was I? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Mel's coming back for his hole. He's checking out his hole. Okay, he's back. He's fucking back. And as soon as he gets back in the States, he claimed to have been removed from a bus on its way to Washington State. And like, that's all he remembers. He gets off or like he's taken off the bus. And then the next thing he knows, he wakes up in San Francisco Roughly two weeks later with IV marks in his arm and no memory of how he'd gotten there. Oh, my. Like, what? Mel? What? You're in danger. Mel, are you okay? (laughs) I don't think Mel was his real name. Despite this happening, he's determined. He's got to make it back to Ellensburg. He's got to check on his hole. And when he finally gets back there, he finds that his land is now under constant surveillance and there are quote-unquote men in black patrolling the grounds he couldn't get anywhere near it he could not check on his hole which sounds like the government was doing god knows what with oh my oh my so he's like oh i'm gonna look online and see if i can check out my hole i I guess we're in the 2000s now when this is happening so like he has the internet and like an aol account or whatever (laughs) okay i'm i'm still on board (laughs) and he found that his property and therefore the whole had been removed from whatever the early version of Google Earth was. Like he tried to look on there and that shit disappeared. It, hmm. it gone. So oh my. obviously these stories from Mel made quite the impression on radio listeners. They loved it. The drama, the danger, the mystery, and this whole debacle became like this big local urban myth in the area with people actually trying to go out and find it just based on clues from what he had said about his property and where it was located and all that stuff and even news organizations started looking into it like everyone wanted the truth did this whole fucking exist and in 2020 the year of our lord (gasps) no one has found this fucking hole Oh man. <laughs> Did you hear me get so excited? You were like, Ashley's got the coordinates. We're going there. I was like, the liminal Seattle guys found it. If anyone's going to find that goddamn hole, it will be the liminal Seattle guys for it's sure. It's true. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Not yet, though. No. <laughs> Damn. Um, but it's only like the first couple weeks of 2020, so you never know. Uh, that's true, but I don't know how much of 2020 we have left. <laughs> we could go at any moment. It's true. <laughs> Maybe if we all hide in the hole, we'll be fine, but still, probably not. I think so, yeah. And so what's even weirder about this story and about Mel is that he said, fuck that Washington hole. He moved to Nevada, which is a little too close to home, being in Washington and Nevada, (laughs) this story. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he found another hole, Christy. Apparently, they're everywhere. Wow. This dude is a fucking hole magnet, which sounds disgusting. I'm sorry. That sounds But it sounds awful, and it like it sounds awful in a way that like a teenage boy tried to say something gross, yeah. and like didn't quite get it right. <laughs> so I'm a fucking hole magnet, bro. I'm a fucking hole magnet. <laughs> okay, sure. Look, Jake, sit down. Um, <laughs> so 
yeah, he finds this new Nevada hole, which is also, of course, very strange. And he continues his experiments with it by doing whatever it is he does, measuring holes and putting things in there, including uh, a bucket of ice, I guess, that he like lowered over a thousand feet into the new hole. And then he brought it back up to find that the ice had not melted, but it was now like warmed up but now the ice was magic so it could be warm without turning into water like what question mark i have so many questions um what (laughs) i'm sorry what i'm sorry what that's why i was like no one needs to know about this whole (laughs) but i yeah but it's important for this actually it's a very amazing very important story for us here at that's weird Mm mm-hmm uh, so, yes, this is going to seem a little like Ashley talking about animals again. But anyway, um, he also lowered a <laughs> sheep down there. And that story is super gross. So I'm not going to tell you about the tragic. <gasps> no, you have to. There's... No, I don't want you to. You started this shit. Because <laughs> I just don't know if it's true. I don't know if any. I don't know if I believe in Mel's hole, which probably means I'm going to get some crazy fucking emails from people. Um, I have no choice but to imagine that he lowered the sheep down and then that scene from Jurassic Park happens where it eats the goat. What happened to the goat? Oh, and they do it with the cow too? Or is that in the raptor cage? Oh God, it's all terrible. Yeah, that's what happened. Um, Something like that. There, w- oh my. there wasn't a creature, but the sheep did not come up okay. I will tell you that much. Um, Jesus. And if, oh no. And if you want to know more... <laughs> You can find the link in my show notes. It's, I, I got most of my information from a Mysterious Universe article that talks about the sheep. Okay, so just click on that. What? Clickbait. I'm sorry. <laughs> Old habits. So what's the deal with these motherfucking holes is probably what you're wondering. It is. Okay. The one in Washington is referred to as Mel's Hole, but similar holes like the one in Nevada are called devil's holes and people warn that they are gateways to hell uh and they're you know unusually warm and bottomless and they scare animals and it's been speculated that um they could also be entrances into like an underground ufo base of some kind or oh you know they could be like how the tethered from the movie us get in and out of our lives which is truly terrifying i know you (laughs) you recently watched that movie so you understand that reference but i get that reference now (laughs) so who the fuck knows who knows uh earth is scary and very weird and there are fucking holes everywhere and much like waterfalls please don't go chasing those holes weirdos (laughs) that's another psa for you just fyi wow that was my overly dramatic, very silly story about Mel's hole. I loved it. <laughs> I feel very informed. Very light animal death. True, true. <laughs> Lighter than usual. Lighter than usual. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. But yeah, since no one's ever found it, there aren't really like pictures. But I found a picture of like, a map where someone put little pins and where they think it could be. So I'm going to post that in my show notes again with the links. If you want to read more. Hell yeah. And that's it. Motherfucking Mel's hole. Maybe I'll join the liminal guys and go search for it one day, but please, if we disappear, I don't know. We're in Australia. We're in Australia. Look for us down under, please. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. All right. I loved that. Yeah. I liked it a lot. You did. Yeah. That's good. 
I also have a weird fact for you. I don't know if it's actually a fact, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Yes. <laughs> so according to CNN, scientists have figured out the motherfucking hum. They figured it out. They figured it out? That's what it said. It's done. It's done. They figured it out. It's done is what they said. It's apparently caused by a multitude of seismic signals that create the sound, the hum, while forming a new underwater volcano. It's even more terrifying. I don't like any than, of this. Yeah, it's more terrifying than we could have imagined. Yeah, it's way worse. Come on. <laughs> way worse. Now there's volcanoes underwater doing shit. And like to, to think that someone could hear an underground volcano being formed. No one... That is a superpower. Exactly. So these are basically like the peop- the hearers, basically like X-Men or some shit. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> and yes, I support it. Uh, again, the earth and especially the ocean. Very weird. Very scary. <laughs> very weird. Very scary. <laughs> but this doesn't really explain like why only some people hear it and how they're able to hear it other than the mutant theory that we're going with. Um, And there was a documentary about a guy that found maps of like underground gas pipelines that lined up really well with hum reports. And I thought that was super believable to me. Like that guy did a lot of research. Ooh, okay. Like he had a whole nother theory. So I, I don't fucking know. I don't know if this is a fact, but it's being, it's what's being reported that scientists have figured out the hum. So I don't know. We should believe scientists, obviously. I just, as always, have more questions. Well, you know, skepticism is okay. That's very true. Just, just, uh, it's just not okay to like never believe a scientist who knows way more than you. Oh yeah, that's the that's the weirdest thing you could do. Don't do that. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I believe these scientists. Sure. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> there you go. We can, at least before we end this podcast, we can close the book on the hum. I can't believe it. And even, I mean, technically the Sailor Sea feet. That kind. Wow, of, really? I mean, that, yeah, that was kind of a. There was explanations for that. Well, okay. <laughs> That's true. And uh, oh, oh my God! Someone on Twitter said that their neighbor here in Seattle died, and it was super mysterious. And everyone thinks that it was DB Cooper. <gasps> which really? Like, there's a new. I'm gonna find the tweet and read it to you. There was a new story about like db cooper's real identity pretty much every year someone thinks that they figured it out or it was their uncle or their neighbor or whatever but this one's real good let me see if i can find it oh god oh god all right i found it okay so this is from bess lovejoy on twitter she says someone with an extremely mysterious past died in a nearby apartment complex and we're all now convinced that he was D.B. Cooper. He moved into the building in December 1971. He was weird, paranoid, and the medical examiner can't find any history except that he was at some point in the military. There's no next of kin. He moved his bank accounts around constantly, didn't collect Social Security. Very, very strange. I love it. So... I don't know. So many things. Like, I feel like if we, if you just stick around long enough, (laughs) all the mysteries are going to get solved. Which is kind of, it's fascinating and satisfying, but also I don't want all the mysteries to be solved. (laughs) That's true. There'll be more mysteries. Don't worry. Always. Don't you even worry. Always. Always. Amazing. Okay. Always. All right. Well. There you go. There you have it. You can find our show notes at That's Weird dot org that's where we put them mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. was episode 99 second to last 
next episode will be our final 100th episode. Bum bum. Bum bum, motherfuckers. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at That's Weird Cast. Join our Facebook group if you want. Join our Patreon. This is literally the last call to do that. I'm going to start sending out pins and buttons and stickers. Whatever I have left, honestly, is what I'm sending to people that signed up in like December and January. So you can do that at patreon.com slash that's weird. Um, and that's it. Remember to rate, review, subscribe again. Last chance to do that. <laughs> Stay weird, you guys. <laughs> we love you. We love you so much. Bye. Goodbye.